0: Welcome to the Doxa Dialogue, a podcast about living life on mission for the glory of God. This week, my friend Abiel Mir, who I can now call a recurring guest on the Doxa Dialogue, is with us. You may have remembered our episode on critical race theory. Abiel, how are you, brother?
1: Hey, David. How are you doing, man? So good to uh, be with you this afternoon.
0: Yes. Thanks again for coming on again. And if you have not listened to our interview on Critical Race Theory, it came out in early February, and, you know, it was entitled, What's Wrong with Critical Race Theory? That issue isn't dying down. We started talking about it before a lot of people were even aware of it, but more and more people are being hit with the devastating effects of Critical Race Theory. It's even becoming a pretty big division in the church. So definitely encourage you to go back and listen to that. Abiel spoke some words of wisdom into that. And Abiel, you're here today to talk about another issue that the body of Christ needs to be aware of. And we're not a news podcast, but there are more and more things that are just not being reported in mainstream news outlets anymore. Very important things that we as the church need to understand, we need to learn from, so we can see the world correctly, and so that we can be strong in the battle of truth. Spiritual warfare is a battle for truth in your mind, and we're living in spiritual warfare. You know, The world is becoming more and more divided, and it's hard to know what is true, what's really going on, what do I need to be concerned about? It's easy to check out. So Satan, the father of lies, is deceptive and crafty, and he wants you to be asleep. And I think what's happening in Cuba right now, there's no better person that I know of to really talk about that. You know, a lot of us, we heard it in the headlines a month ago, we've already moved on. But it's still a developing situation. And I think, Abiel, yeah, your your expertise in this subject will be very, very (laughs) helpful.
1: (laughs) I'm not sure I'm an expertise on political situations in Cuba, but I was born in Cuba and raised there. My family came here when I was 13 years old. And so I can speak about of what the situation in Cuba is like. And like you were saying, you know, the truth is that America is not the center of the world, but it is a microcosm of the world. And the world is mm-hmm. on fire. Mm-hmm. I cannot think of a nation right now that is not on fire. And a perfect example of that is Cuba, 62 years of communism social it never worked has devastated a nation a culture a people these stabilized ecosystems and mm-hmm. and and just the normal sea of life with crazy ideology ideology yeah. that sounds good on text but it never works and I'd love to, to uh, share with you and your listeners what I know about that and but yeah. I think i, I appreciate you uh, on yeah. the microphone to this to this situation in cuba that it won't go away it's not gonna mm-hmm. uh, you know ha- you know
0: right so. yeah let's get into it because when you think of a political word like communism a lot of times Christians don't really want to engage too strongly in that either way because we don't want to offend people. But there is spiritual realities that are embedded into this. I think Christians, the church needs to do a better job of teaching. So what is really the reality of life for Cubans under communism right now? A little bit of the history about it and like what is it like for them right now for those people who are unaware?
1: Well, Cuba is, is an island in the Caribbean and about 11 million people. Citizens, and I'm gonna kind of ballpark it to say that about three million of those are government sympathizers, and there's another eight million of people, million people that live at, like prisoners in their own country. Wow. You know, Cuba, meaning they cannot speak their mind; they they don't have the 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 right to work and get ahead and buy properties and. And make decisions for their families. Everything is controlled, and and everything is owned by the government. They, they recently in the last maybe decade or so, been some some concessions after the death of Fidel, and there was some seemingly you know reasonable steps towards normalcy. But you know during the Obama years, the American administration attempted to open you know, relations, and peace of mm-hmm. the embargo, and things like that, and, and it did nothing for the people, it just made the government richer, and mm. more in control of everything, they control the information that you have access to, they control who you can, you know, wow. what you can do, what you can study, you know, it's a prison
0: yeah. just for this So, could you just talk about the reason how did it come to this like, you know, okay, obviously Fidel Castro took over with the communist regime but how does it become so oppressive for people in a situation like that
1: well cuba runs the idea of socialism of communism does does not provide a socio-economic structure that is natural to mankind mm-hmm. it, it, it therefore it always requires a wealthy prosperous nation to leech off of the only reason why we have China and we have certain European countries with, with a, you know, it's it's not because of self generating economic system. How does how does Russia n- not able to self sustain its people, which is one of the largest, you know, territories with the smallest population? You would think mm-hmm. they'll be able to to be self sufficient. They weren't. They brought their country to complete devastation mm-hmm. because it hinders the incentives. It proposes unnatural, fabricated attributes to humanity, such as this, the idea of equal outcome, you know, and and, and equal, a man-made equality by force, the underlying foundation. Like, I'm not, uh, you know, I live in, I believe more in capitalism than Socialism, but listen—you can make capitalism very wicked. Also, you can make—you yes. yeah. know—the the issue is not the ism;
0: the, mm-hmm. the
1: issue is the, the bedrock upon upon which it stands. Yeah, uh, yeah. capitalism it, and the, the system of democracy that we traditionally have in America springs from the fact that we have certain in, inalienable rights given to us by God. Meaning there is a higher authority above government that we
0: must
1: that we must um, Humble ourselves to and there's there's a sanctity of life Which means we don't get to do with life what we want the freedom You know to live the the freedom to to pursue your happiness and the freedom of speech, you know Um, Mm -hmm. Those things are and to defend yourself those those things are are embedded in our structure in a communist system the very first thing that you do, they they have extracted God. Yeah. Once you take God off the picture, there is no higher authority. Yeah. Therefore, I make the rules.
0: Yeah. And yeah. the
1: rules are always shifting according to what it's convenient for me, and to those that agree with me. And so it begins with with a premise of there is there is a victim and there's an oppressor, and mm-hmm. I step into that conversation and and offer myself. And my ideologies as the solution to the victim. Yeah. And so that we, formula is you know it's Marxism. Yeah. And, and and it be it began, you know, at the turn of the of the twentieth century and took, is is taking root in many as an ideology, as an idea that yeah. when put into practice, it always fails, it never prospers yeah. because it neuters the human soul of his natural God-given rights. Yeah. So the people of Cuba have no right to speak their mind, have no right to elect who is their government, have no right to property, have no right to, mm-hmm. to study what they want and, 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 and exercise it to make more money if they work harder. Yeah. Everybody, you know, so it's, it's, it's generation after generation of of. of
0: And and these people don't know any better either. The last few episodes here where we've talked about the biblical role of government from Romans 13. And that's one of the very first things you see when you actually study Romans 13 is that government is ordained by God. God is above the governmental authorities. If you listen to a communist dictator or you even listen to people who are in charge in the United States right now, It's like when you take God out of the equation, they look at themselves as the deity. They look at themselves as they know better than you. So I have to tell you what to do. You have that factor going on. You also have the factor of just, you know, you take away the Puritan work ethic. You take away being rewarded for hard work, which is a very biblical principle. If you do not work, you shall not eat, right? right? And if everybody is just forced into this equality... And it doesn't matter what I do, what's human nature? To really buy in to believe socialism works, you have to actually ignore what the Bible teaches about human nature. And that Absolutely. is, if you're going to be given something and you're not going to have to work for it, we have a wicked depraved sin nature that is going to be lazy and we're going to leech off the other person. So you create a whole structure where no one's being rewarded to actually advance the community. It, and you see what happens. And you mentioned that U.S. embargo being at fault so you know you hear like from the states you can hear well hey one of the reasons why cuba's in this place that it is is because the u.s left in the embargo so you're saying that was just something that
1: economic allies in, in europe and they pretty much trade with most most european countries are friendly to you know are, have socialistic systems within themselves so mm-hmm. they mean cuba trades with france with spain with italy with you know with canada and obviously strong communist al- allies like China and Venezuela and, mm-hmm. and the Middle Eastern countries etc Cuba uh, you know they export tobacco not not sugarcane anymore but they have plenty of minerals and yeah. it, it, it's 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 very industrious and the people of Cuba used to be mm-hmm. but but they have no incentive for it right mm, right uh, why should they do it and so Cuba doesn't Cuba doesn't need our stuff. Cuba doesn't need America to survive. They have plenty of friends everywhere. Cuban people just need their
0: freedom, yeah, to
1: choose to choose who's in charge of their nation, yeah. And and it's a dictatorship that springs again. We're the higher authority. We know more than you. And that happens when you don't fear God. You know the, yeah. the proposal of a new man. That's that's the idea. It's a new man, hmm, in the new the human. It's organized humanism to its finest. You know,
0: right that right. we
1: are. We can solve our own problems if we just try harder. Satan is the father of lies, and I, mm-hmm. I am convinced that um, this is one of the most subtle lies of the enemy because it does sound benevolent at, at its core. Yeah, the idea that the idea that everybody gets to share—it's sort of like man-made paradise that we cannot do because we ignore the fact that we are sinners, mm-hmm. and, and we ignore the fact that. That we are all fashioned uniquely by God with a God-given purpose, and when you take that out and you mm. want everybody to conform to my desires, what we do is we destroy uh, God's image within us. Right. And we destroy God's uh, plan for humanity. We destroy that that inner motor that that you know moves us forward and and finds redemption through repentance and forgiveness not by mandate and by you know uh, utopia yeah
0: of, but this uh, promise of heaven on earth it takes out our true hope and it puts it in the right. here and now which is right. always so, I mean,
1: that's, that's philosophically speaking but you yeah. know in practice it's 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 devastating i mean i remember being cuban now living in the states in the late 90s mm-hmm. and i couldn't believe that a country like venezuela chose you know, went in the way of communism Well, look at it 20 plus years later. It's, yeah. They don't even, they can't even buy toilet paper or food. They can't, yeah. you know, it's a wealthy nation. Venezuela is a wealthy country, petroleum, and, and many of the things that can 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 make, it's destructive. It is satanic. Yeah, It is not of God. It is the Antichrist. It is a platform That that would set it's setting itself up for the end of times. Of that, I I am convinced. And so it's it's a dividing line. But I just plead with your, you know, our listeners right now, your audience, uh, seek the truth of God. At this moment, it is evident that this level of deceit will become even more sophisticated and harder to discern. Yeah. And so if we can't call, you know, an ace an ace and a spade a spade now, where it is blatantly look what's happening in our nation how socialism is infiltrating itself through yeah. gender identity through racial conflict through any kind of victimized group mm-hmm. uh, it's it's used as a useful idiot like they say you know yeah. to put, the, put to present this socialist we are the solution and at some point all of those forces are going to unify Uh, against the people of God and the people of Israel and so I think what we're speaking right now is the the practical livelihood of the gospel Mm -hmm. how does the teachings of the gospel from how does the Sermon on the Mount invited as an act of grace from God within the church but when you take that and you you fantasize about you putting yourself in the way of Christ as the solution Look what you do, you destroy yourself and your country and the world at large because yeah. we don't want the accountability of a holy God. We want to pick and choose what we like. And I was looking at some statistics this morning. It looks like you know, the second the, the second party of our nation, over fifty percent of of people of, of affiliates of the Democratic Party are, are in favor of socialism. Fifty nine percent this this new poll that came out today, okay. which means, that, and I'm not trying to divide Christians between, so, you know, Democrats or Republicans, just this, this. Yeah. Uh, um,
0: this study, well, it's taken uh, over. You can pretty much throw out everything that you that you grew up with, everything that you knew between Democrats and Republicans. It's it's nothing like that right now. Both parties in the Overton window have shifted so far over. Like we're not really dealing with the old norms anymore. So people can hear oh, you said the word Democrat or Republican. And it's like, no, don't think of what you grew up with. What we are experiencing now is something totally new, and it's extreme. We've never really faced it in America to this extent.
1: Absolutely. Uh, yeah, the traditional parties in America don't exist anymore. They yeah. they exist in form and in structure, but mm-hmm. ideolo- they, they're governed by ideology. The, the problem is that there is a, a group of people that are not informed of what's really happening. They don't they don't understand the consequences of these ideas. Right. And they may wake up when it's too late. Right. You would think, you know, it's not going to look like how it happened in Cuba or how it happened in Venezuela. It's yeah. going to be different. Yeah. But the thing that makes our nation different, it's not the Constitution. It's not the written documents. It's the the, the social fabric of the people that constructed this nation which were guided mostly the strongest most influential book of our nation has traditionally been the bible Mm -hmm. you know whether people want to argue if if america is a christian nation or not if we were originally (laughs) or not all of that is it it, it, the semantics the truth is that the, the the moral structure upon which america was founded is a Judeo Christian worldview, absolutely hands down, no yeah. argument about that.
0: Right. Which is why we have been so successful. What has
1: happened over the last, I don't know, 40, 50 years. It is that we have become less and less reverent and fearful. I don't think it's only the White House to be blamed. I think the pulpits oh, yeah. are to be blamed, in which yeah. the sanctity and the holiness of the pulpit has been cheapened and has been prostituted for money and for things that are that mm-hmm. are not of God. And so mm-hmm. that has turned a lot of people away. But mm-hmm. ultimately, it's the heart of man. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, at the end of the day, those. Those preachers were funded by a bunch of people that believed in mm-hmm. the, their false message, you know, mm-hmm. the same way that our political candidates on both parties. They're they're supported by people that are either deceived or that willfully choose sin instead of what is right. Yeah. You know, and yeah. So America is in trouble. America is in crisis. I've, I've been blessed to live here for over 30, 30 years. I consider myself to be, an, you know, I'm a I'm an American citizen. I mm-hmm. praise God for that. I'm thankful. I don't think that America is the hope of the world, but America is an example of what could happen to a nation if the Lord is their God, yeah. which He promises. He promises to the people of Israel. He promises to every nation that chooses. I was just listening to a, an interview with a pre, the Prime Minister of Hungary. You know, post-Soviet nation influenced by. You know, all of mm-hmm. all of that. And I'm like, what what is striking difference, how they're prospering. I, I love the way he spoke about the importance of family. We have ignored yeah. the impact that family and church has on society. Yeah. Hey, oh. so
0: here we go. You basically already answered one of my questions on how is Marxism infiltrating our culture. It's coming through the educational system it's coming through influencers in the hollywood and now it's one of those things and it's embedded into the culture so much so that people don't even realize they're listening to it. You have to really keep your head on a swivel and be alert. Maybe you can touch on that a little bit, but I was just going to say the last question I have and we can kind of sum these two things up is just what can we do about it? You know, so like where do you see it really infiltrating our culture? you know, for a Christian. And what can somebody who loves Jesus, we're trying to love our neighbors, we're trying to share the gospel. I've seen over the last year, ever since the lockdowns really began, it's so much harder to actually just interact with people and share the gospel with people, invite people to church. Like all of those things that we used to be able to just do freely, we have a huge hurdle now. It's where people have been so, they've been so forced to think about things a certain way it's really pushed the church off into the peripheral in a lot of ways. And we have to find new ways to do that. I, I have a lot of hopeful ideas, but I'd love for, to hear you touch on both those things as well. Well,
1: yeah, I, I think if you understand how this works, you'll be able to detect it. Mm-hmm. okay? And, and I think to understand how it works, you can see it very clearly in the book of Genesis, you know, at the beginning in the Garden of Eden, mm-hmm. the serpent shows up to, to Eve who was... Perfectly made in paradise for yeah. the enjoyment of of her husband, for the enjoyment of God, for the enjoyment of everything that God uh, made for her to enjoy, and for Adam. And his lie to Adam and Eve was: "There's an oppressor called God who told you that you can't
0: mm-hmm.
1: reach there.
0: Hmm. You wow. can't.
1: You can't reach there." Right. right they were in god's economy in god's sovereignty whatever bounds god made for them it was more it should have been more than enough for them but right the, the liar the deceiver told them you know you someone is putting a limit of you you are the victim of this limit here's an oppressor all right so now you fast forward that to our culture right now and mm. we can identify that there is a there is a history between whites and blacks in america in Mm -hmm. which you know blacks got the the bad end of the stick because of slavery and all of that and there have been some repairs and there are people Mm -hmm. and there there, there are people that are that continue to be racist and Mm -hmm. they're you know individuals and there are perhaps certain um you know on the, on the of the white race and there are some black people that, that have experienced that discrimination which mm-hmm. is true no one is going to decide that the u.s is 100 <laughs> percent exempt from from racism when racism right it, it's everywhere all the time for everything right then every have,
0: culture have, in every society throughout history has had racist people it's a sin issue and, that and, will and, always and exist
1: god, and god made white people and god made black people and god made people with colors in between you know and yeah. there are, Beautiful in his sight, and they are to prosper and thrive and be blessed. And thank God for the abolition of slavery and all, and the you know, emancipation and all the civil rights movement that happened in this nation. But there's a residual of that, so here, here you have a perfect case for a victim and an oppressor. Mm -hmm. Then you have the idea of sexuality, where there are people that Mm -hmm. that have a different sexual uh, persuasion other than the conventional heterosexual norms, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so here you have the establishment from the White House all the way down, all the way to the pulpit, to the family nucleus in which the establishment of one man and one woman mm-hmm. is the norm. But if you fall outside of that emotionally or hormonally or, or whatever, well, you're a victim. Mm-hmm. So let, 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 me, let me use this thing. But the one that is even more subtle It's a one that appeals uh, to the average person on TV. For the last 20, 30 years, it has been a campaign of the glorification of mediocrity and averageness. So Mm. the protagonist of most movies is the guy that can barely speak, who cannot (laughs) act, reality TV, who's not talented. But he wants to be a superstar.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? And so right. you're
1: the victim to the system that says that for you to play for the NBA, well, you have to be able to have portray certain skills. <laughs> and for you to be a Hollywood actor, you're supposed to have a certain personality and certain look about you or, sure. or at least some kind of magnetism that people want to look at you again. Yeah. And so here you have a, a population of averageness, and now even though averageness is... The bread and butter of our nation. We are all average in some area of our life, yeah. unless you unless you want to lie to me and tell me that I maybe I could be a billionaire, you know. Hey,
0: you're special, with, you're special. With right. you're special in a lot of ways, Abiel. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, but I could be a billionaire, and and somebody sure. has my money, and I'm yeah. tired
1: enough of not being a, a millionaire. And so, why can I not be? Sure. You know, and sure. I tell you that lie, and you can buy it. And so, that idea has been planted subtly in our culture. So then later on, mm-hmm. it creates a sense of self-judge justice, you know what I mean? The mm-hmm. glorification of mediocrity on any given matter. Well, the truth is that that person that is portraying his mediocrity and averageness in that area is probably very virtuous in a different area. But that's, mm-hmm. you know, let me appeal and let me call that victimhood. Well, we have been telling ourselves a story for the last 30, 40 years on TV and on the movies, mm-hmm. on reality TV. On, on the celebration of of depravity. You know, what makes me different is, is that, you know, yeah. certain, the, the deterioration of the the, the glorification of the, the dysfunctionality of, of families that, you know, that is not present and detached because he needs to serve, provide for the family. He's aloof. Mommy mm-hmm. really knows everything mm-hmm. and she's at odds with him and the kids are critical pretty quickly and the whole feminist movement behind yeah. that. And so... It's it's ideological and so go back to Genesis who's 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 saying you're a victim of your limits Oh, yeah. Yeah, and there's an oppressor One thing is to say hey, you're a victim of your limits because you're undisciplined If you actually wake up every morning at six and do this and show up to work you do better Mm -hmm. No, no, it's someone's fault. It's it's the arbitration that work has to start at eight o'clock he is the oppressor. You gotta go up against the man and mm. challenge him in every way, and find his faults, and put yourself as you know the the protagonist of this terrible, unjust uh, situation that you're experiencing at work. Well, that's happening in our nation, and because it's happening in our nation, it's happening throughout the world. And I think we need to be wise enough and humble enough to know that God fashioned all of us. According to this image and likeness, and, and the and the, the sooner we can come to grips with who we are and at peace with who we are, with mm-hmm. our faults and our and our, with our flaws and our virtues and our talents and our interests, and, mm-hmm. and just let things be what they are, the mm-hmm. happier we are. Or we can propose ourselves impossibilities and find victimhood, and find someone that's at fault and cast blame on them. Right. And, and at the end, at the bottom of everything is just sin.
0: Yeah, it's, and I'm hearing. Coming. Yeah, you're right. It's actually having that relationship with God where you're honest with yourself. You see your own need for a savior, and you walk humbly with your God. And there's another word that you haven't said here, but basically, is what you're saying is personal responsibility. And that's something I've again, the enemy of of the Marxist state. We don't yes. want to have rent. You know, if you can't pay, that's all right. You shouldn't have to, yeah. and you know, give, give us everything. Yeah. Give everything out for free. So. When we talk about what we can do as Christians, obviously we have to walk with God. We have to be so close to him that we can actually see through the very, very heavily crafted and deceptive lies, like the half-truths that are out there. Because, yeah, of course, you know, we don't want people living in poverty. Like, of course not. Like, we want everybody to be treated fairly, of of course. But you can take that good idea, you can go way further with it to, to the point that it's destructive, For everyone around you. And I think as Christians, we as the church, we have to stop being afraid of using words and actually having conversations with our family that we need to have. We we need to actually realize that your kids are getting an earful everywhere else they go. So they need to be in a home where you actually address things when they come up, like as you live day by day, it's in uh, it's in Deuteronomy, right? Where, where the Lord is talking to, sure. to the children of Israel and he's saying, Hey, as you walk by the way, just everyday life, when things come up, you need to be vigilant in teaching your kids truth. When you see air pointed out to them. And uh, so, I mean, that's, that's really what it's going to take at this point. I think it's going to take people getting in church. Finding a church that's gonna be preaching the gospel, committing themselves to a local assembly, having a structure of support and prayer and encouragement, using your gifts faithfully, like you take your own personal responsibility upon yourself and don't 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 wait for the other person to get the job done. To, but to do what the Lord's leading you to do. And then of course, just in the home, we're gonna to have to we're gonna to have to raise up the next generation to to know the truth so well. That they can spot the lies because if you're not taught the truth, you're not going to be able to like see through the through the half truth that's presented
1: that's, to you. That's right, and and, think, and 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 pray, you know, for 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 our nation. Pray for righteousness. Pray for the church. You know mm-hmm. that everything that you that you see around. Look, I think we're coming to a close of this uh, idea, but I. I think it's important for me as a pastor to to leave you your audience with a, with with a, a note of hope. It, it is true. It is tr- all these things that we have said are true
0: and they are alarming, but they're not final. Absolutely. Now, could they affect us
1: circumstantially? Of course. Mm-hmm. Can they can they come to us and 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 even alter dra- drastically the? the the fabric of our country absolutely because america is not israel america is not the center of the world america is not heaven you know what i mean yeah so because of that we have to defend those things but at the same time we're battling against a defeated foe mm-hmm. you know what i mean Amen. And, and we have and we have more our weapons are 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 in the heavenlies and they're mighty <laughs> and our weapons of war are not of flesh and bone, but are of prayer and fasting and intercession. Mm-hmm. And, and in the power of, of, of the love of God expressed through through service and kindness and, and, and the, the you know, gentle but precise teaching of the Word of God um. you know, and His truth and His order, you know, that is more powerful than anything else in the world, Amen. you know. That the Absolutely. simple messages of a sermon, sermon on the mount. That's that's when applied under uh, the guise of Almighty God, they're mighty weapons. So we are to be the light of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, we are to be the salt of the earth. But if the salt doesn't salt, if our if we don't speak, which is what you're saying, yeah. If if the light is put under a bushel, you know, it <laughs> won't serve its purpose. And I think. The, the church and 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 the patriots of our of our nation, pa- the patriots need to keep their eyes on the
0: Lord, and
1: not on America.
0: <laughs> right. Okay? And right. Then, and then and
1: then and then join with with Christians and 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 proclaim and express it and tell and speak it and teach it. Why our nation is going through this uh, identity crisis is because mm-hmm. for for decades we haven't really been taught about the DNA of this country, how it is that it really works. Like, we learned this, the, the, the the rules of civic and the, yeah. the branches of government, but not really what we weren't taught, you know, yeah. causing consequence within that fabric. And so when you have presidents, American presidents, altering and challenging, you know, the structural fabric of government, like mm-hmm. happened a couple of terms ago, not ignorant of, of how that out how, how that implies into other areas of of culture and structure you know mm-hmm. so the more we educate ourselves but I believe we're winning I, I believe yeah. we just we, we we're coming out of an age of where everything was gray and beige You know <laughs> what I mean you can yeah. really differentiate between good and bad that well right now it's just blatant yeah but we have to decide for ourselves who we're gonna serve are we going to serve the Lord or are we going to serve the idols? It is clear now.
0: Yeah. You know? and, yeah. And, 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 and socialism is nothing but org-
1: the political organization of humanism, of mm-hmm. anti-God, anti-Christ. Mm-hmm. And so if you see it, if it, you know, don't, you know, declare it.
0: And the same way you call everything else, call evil, evil. But we're winning. Amen. Souls, we're we are going to win. You can't get so focused and keep your head down in the one battle when we know the war is already over. The, the victory is already won ultimately in the war with Jesus Christ, and we're on the winning side. So I'm even sure. if we go through some dark times, even if we face some some unfortunate circumstances, the big picture, I mean, it's only going to be able to like separate the light from the darkness Where right. where we can actually be the city on the hill shining that light. You know, because the the darkest it gets, the more we'll be able to shine. It's
1: time to join forces. It's time to show up to church. Uh, Yeah, there is like nationwide. You know, people are not going back to church physically, and they and they have the church needs to get back to the buildings. Yeah, you know, obviously take all the necessary precautions with with this overly exaggerated pandemic, but there is a Mm -hmm. legitimacy to it. Let's respect that. Let's be cautious. Mm -hmm. But the church needs to join forces. The people of God need to need to stand together and light a, a brighter and shine a brighter light in our society right now.
0: This is the time. Amen. If we don't do it our kids are not gonna know what to do. Yeah. So yeah, this is the time. This is the last. This is the final stand for the line. Like yep, you're right. There's right. a lot of there's a lot of truth in that. Like because our kids won't know any better. They won't know what we Correct. have known. And yeah, th- that's
1: know. right. And their enemies who are going to be you know bigger and more deceiving. So yeah, it's our ta- It's our turn. Let's do
0: this. Fight the good fight. Amen. Well, brother, this has been amazing as usual. This is Abiel Elmir, pastor at Harvest Church in Miami. Thanks again for coming. I know you have another meeting like right now. Yep. So I'll let you go, but we'll do it again. Thanks again.
1: Absolutely. God bless you, my friend David, and the rest of the Ducks uh, podcast uh, listeners. Absolutely. Blessings be with you. Thank you, brother.
0: Take care. was so good i hope that stirs a lot of thoughts in your mind and if you'd like to talk about anything if this raised some questions for you that's great that's great please let me know just reach out and i'd love to have another conversation with you about this but we have nothing to fear this is not one of those things where i just want you to be an alarmist and up in arms and stressed out like opposite of that be be aware be wise as a serpent harmless as a dove the time is now to step up and be the change that you want to see in this world. We're going to really see in the next next few years more and more opportunities for us to share our faith. As things don't go according to plan and as people who put their hopes in other things see their hopes dashed and, and their life crash and burn, we have the truth. We know the answers. And if we can stay faithful to that and not be swayed, into the same talking points as the world, we're going to have a platform to stand on where we can shout with a megaphone the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So hopefully this is encouraging to you. Thanks for listening as usual. And we will be back next season in a couple weeks. Julie, my wife, is going to be with me and we're going to be doing a whole season where Julie and I just talk about different topics. So I'm really looking forward to it. We have some good stuff in store. Until then, you are loved.